0: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With Diamond Jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion.
2: You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life.
3: Inviting us and, and being here with us.
2: Of course, no, yeah. Showing
3: us, now I know where the tree is. That's yeah. the tree. About a week away from the 16th anniversary of Emery's death, I go to visit her grave for the first time.
2: It's, it's been my guidance ever since. It's
3: about a 20-minute drive east from where she used to live in City Terrace, the sloping green lawns of Resurrection Catholic Cemetery. It's a peaceful place, a pocket of pine trees and chirping ravens. At the cemetery, we meet Crystal, Emery's little sister. She tells us to meet her by the short but slanted tree, shaped like a lightning bolt. That's how to find her sister's grave. The directions were
4: really clear. Has it been that high?
2: It's been that high. It's been like that. It used to
4: be more like in a pine shape. In a
2: pine shape, And then
4: they cut it down, and then it grew back like that.
3: It's her, me, two producers from our team, and Brian Garcia, also known as Pookie, Emery's former boyfriend, Pookie, asked to be reconnected with Crystal months ago. When we interviewed
2: him, when you, when you reached out and whatnot, um, <clears throat> I had to ask. You know, I had to ask. I was, I was excited that somebody, you know, was uh, actually talking about Emery. Like, I had literally been looking for Crystal for years. You're
4: looking for me? <laughs> <laughs> that little cynical <laughs> Yeah.
2: I don't know if I was afraid or or whatnot, maybe that she wouldn't remember, you know, who I was or whatnot.
3: We're in a somber place, but this is a joyful meeting. The last time they saw each other was at Emery's funeral, when Pookie was a teenager and Crystal was a little kid. Is this your first time seeing each other since, like? Yeah. Oh, wow. And she was very young. Oh, my God. Is he
4: exactly like how you remember? No.
3: (laughs) You're like, add 15 years. Yeah, exactly.
2: Add years, add pounds, add everything.
3: It's wild to see them connect like this after so many years. They're kind of like long-lost siblings. Over the years, Pookie has come to Emery's grave a lot.
2: I find myself coming here as well when... uh, I guess when I just need to get away, you know? Kind of to just come out and vent, you know? Kind of to find clarity, you know? Answers, signs, I don't
3: know. Her tombstone is a slab of granite on the ground with an angel and an engraving of La Virgen de Guadalupe. There's an oval picture of Emery, above the words, in loving memory of our little girl.
4: Is she wearing a hat in it? Yeah. She okay. had just got it for uh, Christmas. Well, oh, it's like a knit. is it like a knitted hat? Yeah, it was, like, it was a knitted hat, and then it had like the little, like the brim. It was a little brim, yeah. but it was like knitted over. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was a cute little hat.
3: It's one of those rare, great days in Los Angeles. And as we talk, it starts to drizzle. I'm
4: just okay, gonna, comfortable I'm, I'm gonna cover this here.
3: <laughs> the rain reminds me of a story Pookie told me on the phone the first time we talked. Over the years, whenever he felt like he needed to focus or things in his life weren't going right, he would visit Emory's grave. One day, he was upset, crying at Emery's tombstone, and he asked her for a sign that she heard him. The sun was out that day, but as he was talking to her, the sky got cloudy, and then it started to drizzle. If you remember, Emery's nickname was Tears. So Brian took the sky crying tears to mean that Emery was there, watching out for him, like today.
2: Yep, this is is the signs that I talk about every time I'm here. (laughs) Every time I'm here. Yeah, I feel
3: like I'm a big believer in, you know little things that me
2: speak too. to you? Me
3: too, me too. Crystal, four-year-old daughter shows up. They're going to get some food after this.
4: This is Brooklyn. Hi
3: Brooklyn! Hi Brooklyn.
4: They're saying hi. She's shy.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just like, after hair and makeup, I'll turn around. Right.
5: <laughs> Before we go, Trip. I was
3: wondering, like, you know, I know it's been uh, 16 years since Emory's death, and I was wondering, like, how does it feel to, like, just be here after so much time has
4: passed? Um, feels weird because I expected us to grow up together, like, physically together, not virtually separate. I know Brian said that he, like, this is his safe space and stuff, but my safe space with her is, like, always in my car, all the time or like in any enclosed space where I have like a rosary and a picture of her. I just feel like I can talk to her, just like ask her for guidance and for signs. And oddly enough, I always get the signs that I ask of her. A
3: safe space can be so many things. It can be standing in front of the tombstone of a loved one, or that time you get alone driving in your car, or even stepping out onto a concrete dance floor with your best friends. Party Cruise, The Untold Story. I'm Janice Yamoka. In our final episode, The Legacy of Emory Story, The Importance of Safe Space, and What It All Means Almost Two Decades Later.
1: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next.
0: The MX Dedicated Card Member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
6: It's almost here. The NYX anniversary sale starts this Thursday, May 9th at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. So mark your calendar this Thursday, May 9th, for the NYX Anniversary Sale. Get 30% off all leak-proof underwear, shapewear, activewear, and more. It only happens once a year at Nix.com. That's K-N-I-X dot Don't miss this. Become a part of the
5: fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health.
3: Emory's case remains unsolved to this day. Like we've mentioned before, it's part of the Central Bureau's cold case unit, which, for an area of about 900,000 people, is a unit of only two detectives. When we reached out to ask LAPD for an update, they told us that the biggest obstacle in her case is a lack of witnesses and that there still wasn't any match for the DNA evidence in CODIS, the National DNA Database but they were still hoping to get one. But after the family met with the cold case detectives, it did seem like things were moving a bit. We heard from various friends and family of Emory that the cold case unit had been knocking on doors and searching for people they may have interviewed in the original investigation. And in July of 2022, the LA City Council ended up reissuing a reward for $50,000 for any information in her case. It expired six months later, in January of 2023. Today, Emery would have been in her early 30s. She might have been a nurse, just like her Aunt Becky told me she wanted to be. She might have had kids. But instead, she is frozen in time. Her death is tragic, and it's also a loss that is ambiguous without closure. Besides that tremendous loss, what I see in Emery's story is the struggle of a young girl to come of age in a world that wasn't made for her, a struggle to come of age safely as a woman of color in this country.
4: Thanks for coming out. I it's a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it's <okay. laughs> Sunday's, like, my Monday. I work on Sundays. Oh, nice. Yeah, so Sunday's technically my Monday.
3: I remember the first conversation I had with Crystal, Emery's sister, who is now in her 20s. I asked her what she knew of her older sister in Party crews. She was only six then.
4: I remember, actually, when I was little, finding, like, the flyers and my sister's stuff. But I remember it just had, like, cartoons on it. Like it had like Tweety or Betty Boob or something like that. I was just like, oh, like it's a picture you know with cartoons on it. I didn't think there was much more than than that.
3: She didn't really know about the party crew scene beyond that one flyer. But as we chatted, I realized she had her own version of a crew. I grew up in the Sangerbo Valley in Roland Heights. Um, it's off the 60. And, yeah, that's why I like Speed Zone.
4: <laughs> <Yep>. rolling <laughs> and, and yeah, rolling Heights. There. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. There's car meets over there. There's oh, car meets over there, so that's yeah. why I just... <laughs>
3: noticed. In, um, in Diamond Bar Plaza. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like party crews, car clubs in L.A. are tight-knit groups that get together on the weekends or whenever there's a car meet. Historically, they've had their own run-ins with the cops over car modifications or racing. But that's only a fraction of what the car clubs are. More than anything, they're a community.
4: Your car club, do you have a name? Uh, yeah, so we're so-called TSXs. Um, I had a TSX before I had my Evo. I got into a really bad accident back in February. Um, but normally, you know, you've crash your car you get kicked out of you know the the group or whatever yeah you
3: crash your car you get kicked out (laughs) well yeah
4: well no um well no but i mean like it's a (laughs) it's a it's a group with only one type of car but yeah but these people um you know i we became family over time over time like i met them so out of nowhere during the pandemic and um we just, we got really, really close. And so when I got in my accident, one of my biggest fears was like, oh my God, like, they're going to kick me out. You know, like, my friends, I'm not going to have my friends anymore. And they were like, no, dude, like, you're a part of us, you know, but yeah. they're.
3: Called- when I heard Crystal talk about our car club, to me, it sounded like its own version of a party crew.
4: Honestly, we became so close, you know, with time and... We're not just car friends, you know. We became like the biggest family ever. It's more than just we're here for the cars. We're here for each other, you know. Like half the like I said, half the time we hang out, we forget that the cars are even there. <laughs> it's more just enjoying each other's company. So I think that um, it ties in with my sister because she had, you know, her group of people that she felt like she could fall back on. I understand what it's like to have a family outside your family.
3: While reporting this series, I've been thinking a lot about how coming of age is all about finding who you are outside of your family. Expanding your sense of what family and community even is. We all need those experiences, especially as teens. That space away from parents and supervision to let loose, fuck up, make mistakes and learn from them. It's how we grow into independent adults. But what I'm also realizing is that as Latinx kids growing up in L.A., our options were always limited.
1: They are an all-female party crew called Unpredictable Ladies, or UPL. And they're on their way to a Saturday night party.
5: Right now, we're just worrying about having fun, you know?
3: This is a clip from an undercover news special from 1996, so a decade before my time. But I feel like it captures my experience, too. Chris Blatchford, a TV news reporter at Fox 11, the local LA Fox News station, went to parties, captured footage, and interviewed teens in the scene. They
1: walk down the street like they own it.
0: Life is short. They live it. it.
3: The camera follows a group of girls in 90s outfits little mini skirts and crop tops, complete with that iconic shade of reddish brown lipstick.
1: And in a way, they do. Admirers stop to watch and woo them. These are
4: the heck, I love it.
1: But the unpredictable ladies just keep on going. They have a party to get to.
3: Something else I want to point out is that the vibe of these news clips is also very much like look at these girls gone wild.
1: The dancing is often provocative. And these girls, the youngest, 15, say they don't worry about what mom might think.
0: She knows how we dance. She knows how we like to get down and dirty, how we dance, but um, she can't do nothing about it.
3: It's the same vibe I saw in the coverage of Party Cruise in the 2000s. Like, who is letting these girls be out here like that? On the dance floor, my friends and I were discovering how others responded to us. We wanted to be lusted after and desired. We thought, isn't that what it meant to be a woman? But
4: look, but don't, don't touch. touch. Or better yeah, you can look, you can whine, you can, you know, feel whatever, but you know, you, you just can't, just can't touch. touch.
3: But at the same time, we were learning that society saw our bodies as dangerous. That being too free with them made us bad. I think the fact that this is how society saw us, how they saw the party cruise scene and Latinx teens who participated in it, it's part of why some people automatically assume that Emery's death was connected to the scene. In this part of the news clip, the crowd at a party is chanting, take it off, as a party crew called Cuties dances on stage.
1: The Cuties eventually make it back on stage, eliciting shouts of take it off from the crowd. They don't.
2: If we be pleasers, we get
4: a reputation, so rather tease them, please.
3: But when I look back at this clip as an adult, I don't see anyone doing anything surprising or wrong. What I see is a group of young teens trying to figure out an impossible balance. And I'm not the only one who felt that tension. I feel like we were just trying to explore, like, we were like, ooh, what is it like to be a sexy woman? And we are like kids, you know? What is like- it like to get all
4: the guys' attention and walk into a party with a group of girls and everyone's looking at us? And- it was fun. I
0: It made me feel like I'm a part of this world and I could be open and free and no one's gonna judge me here. I could go kiss a girl right now and it's not. I'm not gonna get in trouble.
6: It was fun, but I don't know. I just feel like maybe guys, like looking back at it now,
7: guys probably just
6: didn't respect us as much. Girls would go and be dancing
3: and guys would go and grab their butt or they'd look at you like you're candy and just be there like a few years back while traveling solo in Cuba, I met a white girl from the East Coast who told me about her time away from home at summer camps. She had her first kiss, her first boyfriend, lots of firsts. But from what I understood, there was supervision mostly young adult counselors, but it still felt like a world built for kids. A lot of the teens in the cruise were kids of immigrants or kids from working class families. Communities dealing with poverty, domestic abuse, language barriers, immigration, families with packed homes, no room to breathe or have a moment for yourself. And when you don't have a place like summer camp to go to, the scene and its freedom just feel more worth it. The reality was that we desensitized ourselves to the violence happening around us, whether it was from within the crew scene, gang-related, or police raiding parties. Looking back, I feel guilt for potentially putting myself in danger, while my parents were just trying to keep us alive, specifically my mom, which is a big part of why I buried this time in my life Deep down. But as I've been reporting the series, I'm starting to understand that maybe I want to bring this time and these questions out in the open with my mom. That's after the break.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with
6: It's almost here. The NYX anniversary sale starts this Thursday, May 9th at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. So mark your calendar this Thursday, May 9th for the NYX Anniversary Sale. Get 30% off all leak-proof underwear, shapewear, activewear, and more. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X dot Don't miss this. Become a part of the fast-growing
5: health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health.
3: Gracias por
7: hablar conmigo.
3: This is my mom. We're just casually sitting at the kitchen table with a couple of microphones in front of us. My mom and I seem like total opposites. But at the same time, we have a lot in common. We have the same beauty mark on the right side of our nose. People tell me I look exactly like her. And one Christmas, we were complete crybabies. When we watched Marley and Me at the movie theater, my mom and I also have similar humor. We both like to make fun of each other, and we try not to take ourselves too seriously.
7: Sí estamos grabando. Okay. ¿Qué? ¿No que estás hablando? ¿Estás grabando? Sí, estoy grabando. Oh, yeah, okay. Me estamos... has
3: dicho para ser so nice. Ah, Bienvenida. Like, Welcome to my home, <laughs> <laughs> my
7: precious daughter. <laughs> Bienvenida.
3: <laughs> As I said before. My mom was born and raised in Lima, Peru. She came to this country and settled in LA County when she was 21 years old, in the mid 80s. I was born a few years later. We both grew up in different places from our parents. My grandparents are from rural towns in the Andes and they both spoke Quechua as their first language. They later moved from their pueblos to Peru's capital in search of a better future. And she was the oldest daughter, just like me. ¿Cuál fue la, tu papel en, en tu familia?
7: Bueno, yo soy la hija mayor. Soy la hija mayor de tres hermanas, y bueno, yo como hija mayor siempre, pues, eh, ayuda más a los padres, tiene como la posibilidad de cuidar a los hermanos y, y ayudar en lo que se puede, ¿no? As the oldest, she took care of her two sisters. Pero me acuerdo que, este, mi mamá me me mandaba al banco a hacer papeles o años ya iba a hacer los mandados. She helped the family do all kinds of tasks. At ten years old, she was running
3: errands, taking cash deposits to the bank. She says that as a teen, her parents weren't strict with her because they didn't have to be. She didn't stay out late. So abuelitos well, weren't strict.
7: Tampoco no le daba motivo, pues, ¿no? Mm. O sea, no, no es que andarme en la calle esta tarde ni esas cosas. And if she were to act up, her parents would have for sure said something. But I'm not buying it. So oh, you were perfect. Not perfect, pero I wish. <laughs> pero, este, um, hacía las cosas pensando también mis papás que no sabían a preocupar y eso. Uh-huh. She says she navigated life as a teen, thinking about her
3: parents, so that they would never have to worry about her. I know the feeling. Our parents worked hard to keep us afloat and to provide us with the opportunities they never had. The least you could do as a kid was be good and stay out of the way. I asked
7: her when she felt the most free as a teen. Yo creo que con, con mis amigos, ¿no? Mis amigos, porque haces bromas de payasadas y haces
3: she says it was with her friends from church who she laughed and joked around with
7: Como, payasadas. Me gustaba hacer bromas um hasta le ponía los cohetecitos en los pasadores a los muchachos acá y les quemaba hasta el pantalón.
3: I'm not surprised. My mom has always been a prankster. Here She's telling me that, as a teen, she'd stuff little firecrackers into the shoelaces of her guy friend's shoes. And sometimes, it would set the bottom of their pants on fire.
7: That's funny. Traviesa, era. Oh yeah, traviesa. <laughs> Yo so traviesa. <laughs> like an uh, adult. You're a senior traviesa. <laughs> She still loves
3: pranking people. I wanted to share with my mom how it was for me as a teen. So I start by asking her Do you remember how I was dressed back then? Te recuerdas como yo me vestía como un teen?
7: Ah, me acuerdo que te enseñaba la barriga y dice, uy, tapate la barriga. Te vas a enfermar. Te vas a pasar frio. Sí, creo que era como el. El era de los uh-huh. lowrider jeans. Uh-huh. So, todos se llamen
3: los jeans y bajos,
7: ¿no? Uh-huh. Ya, yeah, como politos sí. más cortos. Cuando te venían la, las salas cortas, yo te decía, ¿te olvidó de ponerte los pantalones?
3: <laughs> of course, she remembers. It was the era of lowrider jeans and crop tops. I was 16. And she tells me, she remembers teasing me about it. Telling me I'm going to get sick because my stomach was exposed, or pointing out that I forgot my pants when I wore short skirts. But there's also so much of that time that she didn't see. Mm-hmm. I told her, I had my first drink at 14. It was what all the rebels drank. A bottle of Smirnoff ice. And that I used to sneak out of the house.
7: <laughs> Cuando no me dejabas ir, mm. me salía la noche. Sí, yo te he echado una vez, ¿te acuerdas? You did. Claro. My mom tells me she caught me once. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no recuerdo. ¿Sí? ¿También te salías? ¿Otra vez te salido? <laughs> ¿Por, ¿Por la puerta o por dónde? <laughs> Sí, sí, salía por,
3: por atrás. I point to the door behind us that leads to the backyard. I tell my mom I sneak out the back. ¿Por ahí? <laughs> ¿Sí?
7: Qué tremenda. ¿Y por ahí entrabas a mí? Yeah. Entraba justo antes que iba. Los levantábamos para la iglesia. ¿De veras?
3: Ya. <laughs> yeah. I tell her, at least I got back in time for church. She's surprised, not mad. Maybe more so a little impressed. (laughs) So that's why you'd always fall asleep at church, she tells me with a smirk. When I'm nervous, I don't fully think in one language. My words start weaving in and out of English and Spanish.
7: You know, no lo estaba haciendo para...
3: Like, hurt anyone, you
7: know? Mm-hmm.
3: I tell her that I was looking for a little freedom. My mom sat across from me at the table, calmly. She was nodding and listening. I was worried she wouldn't understand my nervous Spanish. I was kind of expecting my mom to blow up at me or cry or something. Yo no sé por qué, a mí, hablando contigo ahorita, um, no sé, es como, es, me siento, like, normal. Mm-hmm. And, like, no se siente tan scary mm-hmm. diciéndote esas cosas, pero en mi cabeza estaba I was so scared. I was like, oh my God, mi mamá va a estar decepcionada que tomé algo cuando tenía 14… I know it doesn't seem like a big deal now, but the weight of potentially disappointing my parents weighs so heavy on me, even today. I tell her how scared I was to let her down. She tells me, these are things that happened in the
7: past. What could I do now? Pues son cosas que, experiencias ya pasaron, que va a ser una me sesión. A I mí, mean, I don't know, está en mi cabeza que, oh my God,
3: I'm going let her down, you know, like, yo no sé por qué, pero, y no sé
7: si es más como tú me diste este mm-hmm. pressure, pero mm-hmm. siento tanto pressure en ser la mayor. Mm-hmm. Like, like, siento como, la mayor, también la primera que nació en este país, casi de los
3: lados de mi familia. Mm-hmm. I tell her that I feel this immense pressure from being the oldest daughter and being the first born in this country. That pressure is still with me today. When I was in my early 20s, I was in a bad car accident, coming home from being out late at a bar. I broke my back and other important bones— I was in the hospital for months. I couldn't walk or sit up on my own. Then I spent several months recovering at home. I had to go to physical therapy to relearn how to do basic shit like hold a water bottle with my left hand. I even had to relearn how to walk. I'm not a person that likes to ask for help, but I had no choice and my family helped me every step of the way. I'm eternally grateful for them. But it's still hard for me to talk about that time with them. I sometimes feel like if I had been that proper daughter, you know, Una señorita no está en la calle esas horas, maybe it wouldn't have happened to me in the first place. Back then, it felt like I wasn't allowed to make mistakes. Hasta ahora? Yeah. <laughs> uh- hasta y tengo
7: cuatro pero en qué sentido
3: no sé I think like más tengo pressure no ahora porque ahora siento que
7: estoy más balanceada
3: mm-hmm. pero creciendo tenía the pressure y creo que mi cabeza como no sé mm-hmm. era, era como estaba escaparme un poco my mom sounded surprised I tell her I've learned to deal with the pressures as an adult but growing up I didn't have the tools I have now. And I wanted to escape. Como, tenía que estudiar, pues tenía que hacer grades, pues tenía que ir a college para que make you guys happy. All I wanted to do was make them happy. So it was a lot of pressure,
7: I think. Para mí, no sabía cómo hablar de eso.
3: My mom tries to be comforting. She tells me that both her and my dad
7: are happy with the way their kids have turned out. That
5: even
7: though there have been hard times, we have
3: gotten through it. I just never wanted to hurt them.
7: Pues me hubiera gustado que cuando joven también a mom tells me
3: she wished I had opened up to her, that I could have trusted her
7: to listen. She says, as a
3: parent. She never wanted to see me suffer, and would have loved to make life easy for me. But kids, they don't always let themselves be helped.
7: That's uh-huh. <laughs> Me has sorprendido. I'm going to Baby, mommy, thank you. You're welcome. You're like, oh, págalo para que para que te grite. <laughs>
3: Before I sat down with my mom, I also thought a lot about Emery and her mom. How lucky I was to have this moment, to have the chance to make mistakes and grow and evolve our relationship. Someone took that opportunity away from Emery and left her family without answers. There isn't a class to teach you what adulthood is. Even if they wanted to, I don't think the adults in your life can fully do that for you. So we learn by following our feelings, our bodies, our instincts. And for some of us, that space was the party cruising. scene. When I close my eyes, I can still feel the dew from the fog machine on my skin and the heavy vibrations from the shitty floor speaker standing too close to teenage bodies. I can see groups of girls in matching pink tops and hear them chanting their crew names at the top of their lungs. The lights bouncing off the laminated crew badges hanging around their necks. We turned a muddy backyard into a magical playground. And we imagined a future beyond what we could see at home and in our neighborhoods. We built a world, at least for one night. This episode was written, reported, and hosted by me, Janice Yamoka. Our show is produced and reported by Sofia Carr, Victoria Alejandro, and Kyle Chang. And edited by Antonia Cerejido. Additional editing by Annie Aviles. Fact-checking by Nidia Bautista. Sound design and original music composition by Kyle Murdoch. Our supervising producer is Janet Lee. Art by Julie Ruiz and Victoire Collón. Our executive producer from Vice Audio is Kate Osborne. Our executive producers from LA Studios are Antonia Cerejido and Leo G. Our vice president of podcasts from LA Studios is Shayna Naomi Krogmall. Special thanks to the UCLA Department of Communication Archive for access to their news collection. And special thanks to therapist and my good friend, Joanna Flores, for all her support. Extra special thanks to all the party crew people who spoke to us. Pops from Infamous Ladies. Caramel Diva from Lustful Ladies. Nessa from Clover Ladies. Wonders from The Dope Squad. Armando from Los Guapos. Triple X from Huggies Production, Migs from Mi Miss Thick from Lady Devotion. Chris from The Handsome Devils. Partygoer Max from Alhambra. And Pringles from Code Red. Thank you for lending us your voice. And hey, were you in a party crew? Send us your party flyers or photos I'd love to see them, even a voice message about your memories, anything. You can send us a message or a picture at partycruise at EliasStudios.com. Party Cruise, The Untold Story is a production of Elias Studios and Vice Audio in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts, listen to the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Elias.com is designed by Andy Chiefley and the digital and marketing teams at Elias Studios. Thanks to the teams at Elias Studios, including Kristen Muller, Taylor Kaufman, Sabir Brara, Kristen Hayford, Andy Orozco, Michael Cosentino, and the Elias marketing team who created our branding. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people.
0: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at
5: americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives, Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.
6: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com.